Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast, Yachlaz Radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host, by name, your fear, Israel, of the Royce. We're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the Beast, 666. Psalms edition, part number 103. But I noticed on the left side that it's none of the participants of the six anointed campuses came in the room. So we're just going to talk a few more minutes. And then when they do come in the room, we'll crank up the broadcast of tape number 103. See, one thing about it, you got to be empty in season, out of season. If you're about Yahweh's business, you got to step to the place. Remember one thing, he the he, he one in the blessing business. He can demand sickness to leave your body, and he also can put sickness on your body. Again, he can send messages to show you how to get the sickness out of your body. He can do all these things. So one thing about it, when you come down to this man's business, the Almighty's business, it's up to you to put a little more urgency on what you're doing because one thing about it, you might need this man because he have, he have a way to put your back against the wall like he did Moses. He put Moses back against the wall by the, they call it the Sea of Reef, the, the Red Sea, the Gion River. That's the proper name for it. So Moses had his back against the wall. The people was, was backed up where they only can go toward the enemy or drown in the water. See, maybe y'all got to put you in that position so you understand that you got to take his word most seriously in the order he got it. I'm talking you, and you can mean, like on the international side, over 900,000 clubs and counting. See, you can be anybody. So, don't take things so personal when the seer come on the broadcast because he don't be aiming at anybody. He be led by the spirit of Yahweh in Matthew 10, 19, and Luke 12, 12. So a lot of people take things personal and they leave a message on the machine about anything your head and run into a tree. I like to just whoop you up. What's up? Why do you want to whoop, whoop me up? Uh, what? 
All we do is bring you the word we have been mistaught, but he always got a messenger in every generation. If you got a ear to hear, we can help you understand that we've been taught wrong because we don't know who we are. And until we understand we're reading this Bible to one people, but this one people had a job to get to many people, but lead by example. See, you have to lead by example. That means the first one in and the last one to leave because you got plenty of words to pray. And you got to have your spirit got to be right. You can't be all grumpy, you know, and get aggravated when you show that when you be reproved, then you get aggravated because you got to be proved. No. Accept correction, learn from it, and change it down that route. But if you see yourself and got, your spirit don't got hardened, I mean your brain don't got hardened, then understand that's not Yahweh, that Satan have crept into you. Now you aggravated. You, you know, you get aggravated real fast now and stuff like that. So that, understand that Satan is trying to pull you away from the truth. So you got to recognize Satan. Satan stays busy. See, Yahweh said in the book of Peter, I mean, the book of um, Real Claim and Luke. I don't know the right, the verse right now because he got a cop to me. 22nd chapter, verse 29, down 32. He said, let me tell you something, Peter, now you become the chief speaker of nation of Israel, Peter. So Satan that desire to have you. If he get a hold to you, he's going to sift you like wheat. But I pray that you stand tall and same thing still do today. See, once this word comes to you, Satan got to come immediately and try to snatch it away from you because the more you enlighten yourself, the more you enlighten others, Satan coming. I mean, he's going to come to the closer one to you. That's who Satan coming. That's who going that's to come at you. The closer one to you. So all these things we're trying to tell you to be word up. And if you pay, don't feel some never mind, some mind, stop paying some never some never mind, and just look at the Bible. Although I be um second Corinthians eleven verse six, Paul says, Although I be rude in speech, but not according to knowledge, because he said he prepared to get you where you get to in 2 Corinthians 11, 6. But you got to have an ear to hear. Just like we get ready to teach on, we got a message from the WCC. Uh, Steve, would you go back over that Christmas message uh, that December 25th? Well, we might. Never know. So December 25th is in your Bible. But what it is, you celebrate December 25th for the wrong reason. It's in your Bible, December 25th. It's in there. But what will happen, you have been told that it, it means 
the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, proper name, Yahweh the Son. But that's not the correct December 25th. They have removed the true history of December 25th and gave you the history of Christmas, Santa Claus, riding around, flying through chimneys, and you buying birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. That is not the true meaning of December 25th. We're going to break all that down when those that's coming into the room out of the six anointed camp, when they come in, we'll break down whatever he wants to do at that time. But remember one thing. This ministry is to help you get your mind back right according to the Bible. We got no personal agenda for you. We're going to show you what the Bible says on every subject matter. It's up to you to just fall down on your knees, spread your hand out to the east, and almighty four-letter man, help me with my unbelief. Because I got degrees. I went to all these great institutions. But according to what that old fear be laying down six nights a week, that stuff can't hold up. No, it can't hold up. No. I tell you up front, no, it ain't going to hold up. That's why I said we rule the speech. But one thing remember, you got an everlasting crown if you overcome this thing. Revelation 3, verse 11. You should let no man, let no woman take your crown. Your crown, if your crown is taken away from you, the man going to bind you in the back. So, Try to get past the rudeness of fear Israel of the race. And listen to the message. Then go in there and see if anything you say is wrong. Huh? That's all. It talks about it in um, Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 41. Let me see if we get a, get a book and read it. 41, 21. It says, Produce your cause. If, if you got a problem with anything, produce your cause then. Go, go in the Bible and just produce your cause. If you if if you believe that those fear is wrong on any point of the Bible, go in the Bible and just produce your cause. Look what that verse says. We still got time because we know that on the left side. Those that come to do some Yahweh's business have not came in the room yet. So what we do, we just entertain. But then once they do kind of come in the room, then we'll get something going on. But in the 41st chapter, verse 21, look what it says here. It says, Isaiah the fear. This is what he said. He said, Produce your cause, says your father. Bring forth your strong reasoning, says the king of Israel. You know the king of Israel. So the almighty Yahweh, he speaks to his messenger. So he says, produce your cause. Okay, so now we can, we can get a little something going on. Cause 
mother has came in so we can go live. So produce your call. See, remember, we come on six nights a week for one reason, to help those that want to be helped. If you want to be helped, we can help you. But although we might be rude in speech, but not according to knowledge, if you just forget how those fear deliver the message and just look at it one way, is what he's saying wrong or can I go in the body and prove him wrong? If you cannot prove those fear wrong from the Bible, then, you know, think about it. All right, good enough. So we see Mother, Mother Eve came on stage. So we can go live with Mother Eve until those reds come in the room and help out. So we just we just bring Mother Eve in, and maybe Mother Z around too. We don't know. We'll find out. So now, so when you meet Mother Eve, one of the most out of camp ones, hey, Mother Eve, that's why I'm here to have Steve Ray. Yeah, well, bless you, see Israel. I'll see you all. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, there, Mother Z. Now, what about Mother Z? Mother Z, is, is Mother Z around and hollering that microphone looking at you there, Mother E? No, not today. Not today. All right, good enough. All right, good enough. So, we see, but we're going to do the best we can there, Mother, because one thing about it, we know we got a job to do, and we're going to do the job. So now in, in the book of Matthew chapter 10, mother, let's see if we get something going on. We're, we're kind of just trained around and until we're able to get what we got to get to. And then we're going to see the message about, see what you touched on that December 25th. So we need to have more clarity about December 25th. Well, WCC, World Council Churches, this ministry is not aimed to get you straight. It's aimed to get the six anointing camp straight, and then they'll get uh, you straight. But we'll see what we can do as the Spirit lead us into December 25th. We'll, we'll break that down to right now. Hey, Mother E, what it says in 1019 in the book of Matthew? Book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 19. But when they deliver you up, Take no thought how or what you shall see, but it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall see. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's good. So, that's good. So, one thing about it, Yahweh, he always going to be on time, mother. He always going to be on time That's when you know he's with you. But he always, he'll give you something. Don't worry about what you're going to see because the angel already knows that everything that you're going to see has already been spoke by somebody else. And if you want his servant, he'll give it to you in that same hour. Luke chapter 12, verse 12. What does it say there, Mother E? Book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's right. And you got to let the right, the righteous spirit teach you in that same hour. You cannot be caught up with outside influence because they'll have you disembobulated. They'll take that spirit away from you. 
And matter of fact, David said something about that, mother. He said, listen, I got a whole lot of, I got about three old wives. I got a whole lot of old piece of kids. He said, I understand that. But he made a statement, mother, in the 51st chapter. This would David, this would make David nervous. See, David got nervous. He said, Yahweh, you're going to bless my hand real good. But one thing that I don't want you to take away from me. Let's see what we read from that good talk, mother. In the 51st chapter, and that's why you can tell what spirit is working with you, because David going to tell you what he don't want to happen to him. Let's see what he says that we can read. We go on to 50, 51, let's read one, get a little skip a little bit, mother. Let's go to Psalm 51, verse 1, and let, let, let's get some of his talk first, and then we'll jump down a little bit later. But let's, let's look at what he says in 1, 2, 3. Uh, Psalm 51, 1, 2, and 3. Take your time there, Mo. We've got plenty of time. We're going to step you out real good in a minute or two, but let's see what he says in Psalm 51, 1, 2, and 3. Book of Psalm, chapter 51, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1, have mercy upon me, O Yahweh, according to their loving kindness, according to the multitude of their tender mercy, blot out my transgression. Verse 2, watch me third for my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Verse 3, Right now is my transgression and my sins is ever before me. Mm-hmm. Now skip down to verse 7, Mother. So you, now you own something, Mother. Now, now you're reading it, you read it just right. So you own something. Let's see what it's saying in 7. We keep reading now. We're all about verse 12. Now listen to this, this. Now you see David is praying to some Yahweh. He said, make sure you uh, watch me Early. I mean, my mind, clean me up from sinning. Get down to verse 7 to read a bit more. Verse 7, Psalm chapter 51, verse 7. Curse me from hyssop, and I shall be clean. Watch me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse 8, make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which I have broken may rejoice. Verse 9, hide thou faith from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Sin. Verse 10, create in me a clean mind, O Yahweh, and renew a righteous spirit within me. Verse 11, Cast me not away from their presence, and take not their righteous spirit from me. Verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of their salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. What kind of spirit, mother? Free spirit. Listen, mother. Now, this is what he's saying. So now, a servant of Yahweh, when you know you're on the right track, according to verse 8 and 12, 
you're supposed to be able to look at an individual that's serving Yahweh and get what you're supposed to see, Mother. If you don't see that, then you know it's not lying with the Bible. Verse 8 and verse 12. Look at, listen at what David wants Yahweh to make sure he keeps that in it on him in verse 8 and 12. What is that, Mother? Verse 8. Make me to hear, make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which I have broken may rejoice. Verse 12, restore unto me the joy of their salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. You see that, mother? So there is a there, mother. When, when you honest, when you, when you looking to see how do I discern when Yahweh's hand on you or when Satan's hand on you? When Yahweh's hand on you, mother, you'll be an 8 and 12. See, when Yahweh's hand on you, you'll be a number 8 and number 12. So if you're around companies and they don't fit up with 8 and 12, then you got to understand something. It might be the closest one to you in your life. But if they're not an 8 and 12, then understand that's not Yahweh working with them. They must be an 8 and a 12. That's, that's good talk to read from this Bible. Now, if their spirit is not an 8 and a 12, they got a murmuring spirit, complaining spirit, then understand that that's not the spirit of Yahweh. Because in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, now here goes your precept, mother. See, we got to be armed up to understand. You have to watch everybody from the Bible. And if their spirit lines up with Psalm, Psalm 51, verse 8 and 12. I'll write that down. Because I'm always. You're always hearing something on the way of hearing something. So he trying to word up the six anointed camp, what to look for in the ministry, outside of the ministry. If you communicate with a person and they got the spirit of an eight and twelve, then you can continue talking with them. But if that spirit don't line up with that mother, then you understand something. That's not Yahweh. Now you you got show them that you're not an eight and you're not a twelve. Now we're going to precept that the Galatians 5, 22. What does that say, Moses? Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, covenant. You see that? So now, Moses, now, now, now you got three things to look for, Moses. Now, you got three things to look for. I don't care who you're around. These are the kind of spirits that have to be in your presence. Because if it's not, in, if it's not, you have to be knowing exactly, okay, in 1 Samuel 16, I'm going to look at verse 13. And then we see um, Sister Sarah coming on stage. So then we we can get a little bit more going on. We'll bring Sister Sarah in just shortly. But see, you try to make sure we understand. Never have to 
explain to a person, you are always supposed to know from the page of the book, and it can be your grandbaby. It can be your auntie. It can be your mama, your daddy. You got to watch people from the page of the book, from the page of the book. Now, if you see that the Bible is contrary to your thinking, then you have to know what scripture to go to to make sure you understand it. Because if you catch yourself sitting in the corner trying to figure a person out, you're going to lose. You got to watch everybody from the page of the book. Now, in 1 Samuel 16, 13 says what? What it says we can read? 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Let's read a little bit, Mother. Come on. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother. And the spirit of the Yahweh came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramon. Verse 14. But the spirit of the Yahweh departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Yahweh troubled him. Verse 15. And Saul's servant said unto him, Behold, now an evil spirit from the Yahweh troubled thee. Verse 16. Let our Yahweh now command thy servants, which are before thee, to seek out a man who is cunning, playing on a heart. And it shall come to pass. And it shall come to pass when when the evil spirit from Yahweh is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be with Now, that's good. That's it, Mother. So now, when you see on one of your loved ones or your neighbor or whatever, that evil spirit on them, the only thing that can get that evil spirit on them is the word. So you got to give them some Bible words. So they have to get to a man that, can show them how they have to recognize on your best buddy, your auntie, your cousin, that's an evil spirit troubling you. Now, then they might say, well, how do I get the evil spirit off me? Then you got to show them. Let's get one more precept on that mother. Because one thing about it, we got to recognize these things. Because these spirits can jump on anybody. It can jump on your grandbaby. Grandbaby get all upset. But remember, when you all upset, understand that's an evil spirit that's on you. Because when you got the spirit of Yahweh, you got it down written, what it'll make you do. Your spirit will be an upbeat spirit. I always be a murmur, complainer, a backbiting spirit. Then you got to recognize on Facebook, oh. I know it's on you. That's the evil spirit troubling you. Now, because in Matthew's mother, Matthew's, now this, it, this was somebody on the international side of 900,000 strong, it be for anybody. 
But our job is to be worded up to understand that these spirits jumped on David. But David, remember David, he knew. He's listening, y'all. Well, I, I know I got two, three wives. I got a whole lot of kids. You can take all that away from me. But just don't take away that loving, kind spirit by me. That's the game changer. See, when you ain't got that right spirit, enter that season, not a season. Then you got to recognize it. Now, 1243, mother. Yeah, we're going to bring our a, a daughter in, daughter Sarah in, and we're going to start getting on down the road now. But one thing about it is no accident on anything. So you have to be worried up to understand that spirits can jump on anybody. They can jump on your seer. And you have to be in position to recognize. Hey, seer, I recognize that spirit is on you. Okay? So they can jump on anybody. Because Satan always prepared. He's got to slow down this message. Now we're going to 12, 43 to 45 and Matthew. Now we're going to Matthew 12, 43. Moment. Listen to this good talk real good. Matthew 12, 43. What does it say? Book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Father quote, Then he said, I will return unto my house from which I come out. And when he is come, he finds it empty, swept, and gone. What if I? Then goeth he and take with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse in the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Now what he just said, Mo. Now what he gonna say? Now what he just said? Now look what he gonna say. He says, now this we just said, Mo. When you don't say word up, now when you word up, you'll run that evil spirit away from you. When you say word up, matter of fact. Give me the precept in um, 20, 23, verse number, and Adam and Eve. I need a precept there, mother, in Adam and Eve. In 23rd chapter, mother, I need a precept. So now, I need a precept in 27, verse 3. What it says in Adam and Eve, 27, verse 3. So what we trying to tell you, let me tell you something. If you do not say word up, and you drift yourself alone, and you don't say word up. Remember one thing in 27 verse 3. What it says in Adam and Eve, 27 verse 3. What does it say, Mom? 27 verse 3. Adam Look at Adam and Eve, chapter 27, verse 3. He then placed his throne near the mouth of the cave. Because he could not enter into it by reason of their prayer. Stop it there. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Stop it there. Did that mother? 
See, Satan cannot jump you if you stay in the Word. But if you mess around and get away from the Word, all of a sudden now, you know, I don't want to hear nothing. That is the that Satan now have the only way you can fight Satan off is through the Word. That's why you gotta you gotta make sure you're in company where the Word is continuous. It's just like it's just like for example when you like when you what causing your blood pressure to be high. You gotta always furnish your your blood with water to put spring water in it. Could have thicken your blood get and that sodium that builds up in your body, and if you don't do the right thing, it overtakes you. Then you have all kinds of problems in your body. That sodium builds up in your body, you gotta continually furnish your your body with the water for your kidneys and stuff to be working right. If you if you Back with the water, just drinking a whole lot of everything but the water, your kidneys going on and cause you a problem. But the more water you put in your body, exercising the water with yaqua, you can help your kidneys, strengthen your kidneys. And the okay, we can tell you about it, but we can get off on that neither. But what I'm saying to you is this. Those that run away from the word, say love that spirit. Because when you're not receiving nothing, they work with you. But as long as you're in the Word, Satan got to stand outside the door and wait. He can wait to chop you up. But if you stay word up, Satan got to go somewhere else. So you just got to read in 12, 43, Satan left that body. You know why he left that body? Because that body was attending classes. That body was in the Word of Yahweh. So he said, I got to go. But then he's he going to leave you for a little while now. But don't think he ain't going to peep at you. So when he got down the road a piece, then he said, let me go back. Let me go back and see what's going on. Is that person really about this word? So Satan went away from this guy or this woman, but he came back and he beat the girl. They was bull driving. They wasn't in his word. They they wasn't in the word, right? He called his buddy. Hey, come on, man. This, this person ain't thinking about no words. He's brought several more demons with him. And all of them jumped inside that body. Then you be even worse. You be thinking, thinking. All that they're going to get you back on your feet. It's the word of Yahweh. I'm trying to tell you. So remember that. Try you help people to understand one thing. Don't run from the word of Yahweh. Run to the word. If you don't, them demons gonna overtake you, and you gonna get, and, and it's gonna show up in your spirit. You gonna be grouchy. You gonna be always aggravated. Got them demons on you. But see, and only thing get them demons off you, a big belly full of dust says Yahweh. That's the only get some demons off you. Got it? Good. All right. Well, we see that daughter Yahweh still, she okay on stage. So we. We just, we we ready to get some whole lot of stuff going on in a minute or two. So right now we're gonna meet Sister Sarah. So when you meet one of the sisters out of the camp, one Sister Sarah allowed voice, she said, Sister Sarah, Yaqua bless you, L C Royal. Yaqua bless you, Sarah Israel, uh C Royal. Hallelujah, Yaqua. All right, hallelujah, Sister Sarah. All right. And also daughters coming on. You come daughter. Daughter 
going to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels. Yes. Zero down to verse 12. Zero down to verse 12. Verse 8. And prevailed not, neither was there a place found any more in heaven. Nine. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out onto the earth, and his angels, ministering spirits, was cast out with him. Ten. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our Yahweh, and the power of his Yahweh. For the accuser of our brothers is cast down, which accused them before our Yahweh day and night. Eleven. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Twelve. Therefore rejoice, you heaven, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the Inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he have but a short time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, 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 that's big talk. That's big talk. Now, look what you got to read in verse 11 and 12. Now, I still got happy already. So, let me tell you, whatever you do, do not. Shy away from Yahweh's word. Run to Yahweh's word. Huh? You got to run to the thing because you know Satan is right there waiting. Oh, I got him now. Once he gets you off to yourself, oh, he's going to work you over. He's going to work you over like a, uh, you ever seen the guy be boxing, hit that boxing bag? They be beating that boxing bag up. That's how he work you over. But look what he says in verse 11. He tells you how you overcome this thing. It's verse 11. Read verse 11 again, adults. Seven. Seven. Seven reads. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels, ministering spirits, fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought in his angels, ministering spirits. Good. Verse 11. Verse 11. 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. So, according to verse 11, the only way you can get Satan to get away from you, according to verse 11, himself. Now, what's in that verse that can get Satan to get away from you and stop having you being grumpy? You know, aggravated. What? According to verse 11, what can help you in verse number 11? You're on the clock. Verse 11. Look at it real carefully. Take a deep breath now. Take a deep breath. I know you hit it on the head right there. But all things you have to do is let you run around and listen. When you in a tight, because Satan loves to get you in the tight. He loves to get you on track. But the only thing can help you, a 
seven. This is the entire prophecy now. Here's what in verse eleven. The word. You see that? That is the game case. But when you shy away from the from that word, oh, Satan love that. You know why he love that? Because he can now he can work you over the most. He can keep working. He he ain't gonna leave you until you get in that word. Now you get in that word, say right then think, I gotta leave, I gotta go somewhere else now. So that's I can't hang around that day in that word. But when they shy away, I'm gonna get a precept on that in just a second. Read verse twelve now. Because now when you're in the word, this was kind of spirit you're gonna have. Verse twelve. What it say? Twelve. Therefore rejoice. You happy, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he have but a short time. Mm-hmm. Now, now, for the, for the how do we know when Satan have left us according to verse 12? What? According to verse 12, how do we know when Satan have left your loved one? What kind of spirits you have on them? They have on them. According to what we can read in verse 12. Let's just kick out. Verse 12. Let's just pick it out there, Sarah. Okay, kind of twelve. You said, "What kind of spirit should we have?" Okay, but now my question is: When you know Satan is not got you in a headlock, what kind of spirit would you have that we can read from this Bible? Then first twelve. Then you know Satan is not. Six verse, um, chapter one and two. 
Okay, we're going to the book of Sirach, chapter 6, and reading verses 1 and verse 2. Book of Sirach, chapter 6, reading verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 1 reads, Instead of a friend, become not an enemy, for thereby thou shalt inherit an ill name, shame and reproach. Even so shall a sinner that have a double tongue. 2. Extol not thyself in the counsel of your own mind, that thy soul be not torn in pieces as a bull, straying alone. You see that? See, when you get alone, when you, when you get off to yourself, you, you're all off into your room by yourself, you don't want to hear nothing. You just want to drive back in. Now, now guess what? Even a bull, strong as a bull is, let them lions catch that big old bull by himself. The lions know they can't whoop no bull. But they, but if they catch him, got out of the the bull's net, and he's straying alone. They say, "Hey, we can work him over." So one thing about it: never stray alone, and don't get your big belly full of Yahweh's words daily. Because when you slack on Yahweh's words or not hearing his words, you'll be like a bull staying alone. And when you stand alone, guess what? You're playing for every hand of faith. Say, that's what he wants you. He wants you to shy away from this word that he can work with. He can throw you down. Because you're hearing the counterbalance, which is the truth. So keep telling your mind. One thing about this word, Got to run to it. Now, matter of fact, uh, daughter Yahweh, in the book of Second Ezra, now make it Sarat. Let's go to Sarat. I want to get a precept on that, but I'm struggling right now, daughter Yahweh. Uh, make that Baruch. Baruch chapter 4. This is what you got to do. Think of verse 25. We're going to read down, Dr. Yahweh. See, one thing about it, when we come to broadcast, we'll never know where we're going or how we're going. That's why you got to put the Luke 12, 12 on. But see, we're trying to tell you something plainly for those who got here to hear. You catch yourself running away from Yahweh's word. You're playing red in the hand of faith. And how you know faith is working is on you. You're going to be aggravated agitated, don't want to hear nothing, everything going to get on your nerves, that's the sign that say you got you. The only thing ain't going to help you is what we read in Revelation that all the Sarah read over there in that 12th chapter, verse 11. you got to be word up. And that mother read in 27, verse 3 of Adam, Adam, he said, I can't come in as long as they're in that word. I got to find somebody else. But at that time, when nobody ever, Adam and Eve. So he couldn't find nobody to judge, but now he can judge a whole lot of people now. When you shout away from the word, remember one thing. Satan love for you to do that. Why? Then he can work you over. He can make you bitter, aggravated, can't produce your cause. Because you're going to be always able to uh, hold that point there. Just, um, 
Hold that point. Give me, give me 41, 21 in the book called Isaiah. Number three, the year says, see, you're supposed to always be in disposition if you feel that you're right. 41, 21 of Isaiah, what does it say? Daughter, daughter, yeah. Forty-one, twenty-one okay. of Isaiah. What you say what again? Give me, give me Isaiah forty-one, twenty-one. See, you always supposed to be in position to take a deep breath and do what? Now Isaiah the field will tell you exactly how you hold the road. And forty-one, twenty-one of Isaiah. What do you say? Isaiah chapter 41, verse 21. Verse 21 reads, Produce your call, said Y-H-W-H, Yahweh. Bring forth your strong reason that the king, said the king of Israel. So you that's, that's good. That's it. That's it. Read that again, daughter. You own something. He said, listen, see, if, if you don't agree... Then produce your call, bring forth your strong reason. That's big but. But how do you produce your call? Because a lot of times people might say, oh, I don't believe that. Then the Almighty sent his angels told the seer, listen, if anybody comes and got something to say or murmuring, complaining, then you put this in writing. For those to come and tell them, hold it for me, their daughter, come back to um, 
see the man's hands. You see what he's saying? Don't do that. He tell you don't do that. Now, now come back and get that verse here, 41, 21, again, of Isaiah. Now, it should be real plain, 41, 21. The book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse 21 reads, Produce your cause, said YHWH Yahweh. Bring forth your strong reason, said the king of Israel. You see that? So how do you produce your cause? By just take a deep breath, go on the Bible, and show where you're coming from. With the right spirit. If you if you disagree with anything that the Hosea says, then produce your cause by just going in the Bible and showing where he's wrong at. I've been waiting for any ministry around the world today to go in this Bible and show well, old fear is wrong here. Put the Bible. Huh? Put the Bible. Produce your call. Just open the Bible to show me what I'm wrong with. Show me what I'm wrong with. You're on the airway six nights a week. Where is fear wrong at? Show it to me. But produce your call by opening up the Bible. The blessing when you open up the Bible. Don't just say, well, I disagree with the old fear. Okay, well, produce your call. Oh, how do y'all do that? Now you know how to do it. Go in the Bible and come up with some scripture with a precept. Yeah, I bet I bet you be stuck with that all day long. We'll give you a case of in a minute. Because in Second Corinthians 11, verse 6, now I'm, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty. Now, you, those sinners guilty. Agree what he's guilty of, daughter. Second Corinthians 11, verse 6. Second Corinthians. Chapter 11, verse 6 reads, But though I be ruled in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among you in all things. You see that? I don't see it be ruled in speech. I might be, I might come out of abrasive on you. It might be ruled in speech. I might be. I don't know. But not according to knowledge. The fear is well versed to show you what you need to know according to this book. So you got to con- consider, don't worry about him being rude and speak. Is he showing you your way to go and not? Because you don't want this to happen to you in end-time prophecy, Revelation 3.11. You don't want this to happen to you now, Revelation 3.11. Revelation. Chapter 3, okay, Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Okay, Revelation 3, Revelation 3, 11. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit hath said unto the church. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. Mm-hmm. And I'm back up to 211 then, because uh, that, that's good, too. But um, you shouldn't you read 311 at all? No, that was wrong. That was wrong. My error. Revelation chapter 3, verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man takes your crown. You see what he said? 
Don't let nobody take your crown from you. Don't let, because those things are rude and speak. Anybody on the 69 account, not even rude and speak. Oh, but God. don't let you lose your crown and do not be worried up and just say, because a man going to burn you in the back. I know I'm rude and speak. I'm guilty. Some say I'm guilty. I say I'm guilty sometimes, but when it comes down to knowledge, I put the time in to make sure that you understand that what I'm telling you, we can read. Because let me tell you something. Now, now let's get off into something right now, because I want to get off into what WCC got. They said, uh, see what you tell us about it. December 25th, we're going to know more about it. I think we'll take care of it a little bit later. So he has to go another way. But one thing about it, don't worry about how rude the fear is and speak. But it's not. But he's going to be ready for you in knowledge of this book. Keep that in your mind. Put me just that on that. Now, um, now, don't, now give me that um, Baruch. See, now, Baruch, in the 45th chapter of Jeremiah, we're not going to read. Baruch had just purchased him a nice house, had a nice old stick leg woman, and he was giving a skin and grain. But Jeremiah, Yahweh was speaking to Jeremiah, and Baruch was right. And he told Jeremiah, I'm getting ready to tear down this Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. I'm giving a busted man in the mouth. You know, tear this place up. And Jeremiah, in the 45th chapter, 1, 2, and 3, we're not going to read this. See what he say. Oh, woe is me. He's so worried about himself. And then Yahweh told Jeremiah, you go tell Baruch, I can kill you, Baruch. You worry about yourself. I'm still worried about what I'm getting ready to do. He said, I'm going to let you live, Jeremiah. I mean, uh, Baruch. But I can kill you for your mindset, you see. And that's in Jeremiah 45, 1, 2, and 3. So what I'm saying to you is this. The word of Yahweh most serious than what you do. Because we've been ordained to help you understand we've been taught wrong on every point. And now we come and show you the only way you get back properly with Yahweh, you gotta keep his word. Now we're gonna take care of December twenty fifth in a little bit, but we wanna go around, kick you around the back door and all the way around again and lay out some points for you before we get there. But those y'all don't say one thing. Now, Baruch, he let Baruch live to write this. And, and Baruch, these books were taken away from you by the Protestant Church in 1885. They snatched these books from your preacher. And your preacher tell you, man, well, if it ain't in the 66 books, you don't need to know it. That's a recipe for the bottom of the lake of fire, Mr. Preacher. You need all this information you can get your hand on. Now, in Baruch chapter 4, 25 to 30, Daughter Yahweh, just go see how the national audience come out. The book of Baruch, chapter 4, verse 25 through 30. Verse 25 reads, My children, suffer patiently the wrath that has come upon you from YHWH Yahweh. For thine enemy hath persecuted you. But shortly thou shalt see his destruction and shall tread upon his neck. Verse 26. 
My delicate ones have gone rough ways and were taken away as a flock caught of the enemy. Verse 27. Be of good comfort, O my children, and cry unto the YHWH Yahweh, for you shall be remembered of him that brought these things upon you. Verse 28. For as it was your mind to go astray from YHWH Yahweh, so being returned, seek him ten times more. Verse 29. Great. For he have brought these plagues upon you shall bring you everlasting joy again with your salvation. Verse 30. Take a good mind, O Yahshua, for he that gave you that name will comfort you. Yeah, good job. Now read verse 20 again there, daughter. Now come on home again in verse 20 again, daughter. No, now, look, well, no, none of that works. Well, hold on, daughter. Hold on, daughter. Let those feet get in there. Don't, don't cut those feet off. Take a deep breath for a minute. Listen. So now, I'm saying one thing. We'll be kind of showing you some good stuff here. But none of this stuff don't work unless you do what in verse 28? What is that in verse 28, daughter? Baruch chapter 4, verse 28 reads, For it, as it was in your mind to go astray from the YHWH Yahweh, so being returned, seek him ten times more. You got me now? Now you got me the first one in, last one to leave. You got you to gotta have your track shoes on now. So now you got to turn it up. See, when you... Straight away from Yahweh, he said, now you got, he told Baruch, now you got to get, see, Baruch had to get out of here because Yahweh had his, he had his eyes on Baruch from that point on. Because Baruch said in the 45th chapter, while he was writing for Jeremiah, he paused and said, oh, war with me. What are you warning me about? What you warning about, Jeremiah? And Jeremiah tell him, what are you warning war with me about? He had just purchased my nice house. Got a nice, thick legged woman in the kitchen, and he was saying all that good stuff. And he was writing down that, that everything will be destroyed over there, and, and Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. He's so hot about war with me. He's actually kidding you, Baruch, for saying that. See? See, one thing about it put others in front of yourself. Don't always make things personal about yourself. Look at others to come. Like I told Moses in the 17th chapter, that's it. That's on the hill, Moses, and the people will keep coming if they see you standing tall. Best in leadership. Stand tall in leadership. You're going to be tried. It's up to you to show a great example in leadership what to do and not to do. Because everybody's going to be tried. It's how you take your try. How you going to minister somebody and when the sword drops in your lap and then you fall all the pieces? You're not, you know, you know, you know the precept verse you got for that. Give me Matthew chapter five, thirteen through sixteen, or daughter. Let me show what you got for that. See, back in leadership, you got to lead by example. You can't all of a sudden start 
falling all out, trembling, aggravated, all over the place. Look what Yahweh says that we can read in 5, 13 through 16 of Matthew. What does it say that though? The book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13 through 16. Verse 13 reads, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is this for good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify, honor your Father which is in heaven. See that? He said, when a sword is dropped in your lap, that's Yahweh trying you to see what, how, can you help, how can you help somebody else and when something goes wrong, then all of a sudden you just bag away and hide out and get in, get in your spirit. How can you be any good for somebody else? He said you ain't good for nobody else because everybody going to be tried. Don't you know the three major that sponsor this radio broadcast, the WCC World Council Churches, the Latter-day Saints out of Utah, the Big Timmy Dolan out of New York, they have to see her every day, every day to try to crack those fears. But with the word of Yahweh, let me get a precept on that. Give me a precept on that, dog. Let's run to uh, first Samuel. You know, you understand something. How do you want it be to help others that when the sword falls in your lap and then you don't step up to the plate and tie it? Let me see what David says. Let's get one more in there. Then we're going to get off on something else. Unless the Spirit said, continue down this road. See, I'm just going to bake on memory. we on every night in the week at 6 o'clock. But Tuesday, so now we got Wednesday and Thursday. Let me show you what David said. Now, see what David said. Now, see, this, this is what I'm talking about. What did David say that we can read? Uh, First Samuel chapter 16. Let's look at our first number. I, I need I need to bring in something. I need to bring in I need I need to bring in something. Well there goes out something I need to bring I need to bring in the good word to build this up, Tyler. So I gotta build this up real good. I need to bring in a word. Can you help me out, daughter? What word I wanna bring in? I wanna bring in a word, daughter. Can you help me out? What word I wanna bring in? Something I want to bring in. Oh, it's a foul word that I want to bring in. Uh, 
Google, Google helped O.C. I'm not going to tell you what I'm looking for, but it's a word that O.C. want to bring out. I want to bring out a word. And um, I'm struggling right now. Thank, thank you there, Mother E. Uh, 1723, daughter Yahweh. What is that in 1723? First Samuel seventeen twenty three. First Samuel chapter seventeen verse twenty three. Mm-hmm. And it reads And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines. And spake according to the same words, and David heard them. You see that? That, that came out of what? That came out of champion. There came out a champion. So that's what it is. You know, I folks think they are champion. So there came out a champion of the Philistines. Well, let's see what David's going to be working with. Here come a champion. Just like right now, you look at all these big institutions all over the world. You spend all that money in Moody institution, all that right there. You, they champion. You spend a lot of money there, haven't you? Yeah. Champion. Let's see what David what David saying in verse number forty two. Let's read down. Let's see what David let's see what David said about this champion and what's going on. Let's get a little little disturbing in verse forty two there. Read a little bit there, daughter. Come on. First Samuel chapter seventeen, verse forty two. Verse forty two. And when the Philistines looked, up, looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. Yeah, he read. Verse 43. And the Philistines said unto David, Am I a dog? That thou comest to me with staff, and the Philistine cursed David by his shakwa. Mm-hmm. Verse forty-four. And the Philistine said to David, "Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the sea." Verse forty-five. Then said David to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the YHWH Yahweh of hosts, the YHWH Yahweh of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Defied. Verse 46. This day will the YHWH Yahweh deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you and take your head from you, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and that all the earth may know that there is a YHWH Yahweh in Israel. <laughs> Verse 47, and all this assembly shall know that the YHWH Yahweh saveth not with sword and spear, 
for the battle is YHWH, is Yahweh's, and he will give unto give you into our hands. Yes, Young man, 
And he saw, and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Sirach 2 verse 10. 
and and, and Donna Sarah held me, held me Isaiah 54, 5 down to verse 17, waiting on me, Donna Sarah. Have me Isaiah 54, 5 to 17, had that waiting on me. Now, what you ready to read, Moses? Sarah, chapter 2, verse 10. The book of Sarah, verse 10, read. Look at the generation of old and see did ever any trust in the Yahweh and was confirmed, or did any abide in his fear and was forsaken, or whom did he ever despise that called upon him? Hmm. That's big talk, Mother. He said, check the whole, he checked in any history book. Show me when the servant had me right, Yahweh right, O-L-Y-W-A, and come up shop. He said, show what book got it written, come up shop. The reason why we shop today, because of our disobedience. But when we played it according to the Bible, it's no record of a defeat. And we got to remember what he got written in verse 2 and 3. Hey, Mother Eve, what he got written in verse 2 and 3? The rock. Yeah, I'm the rock. Verse two and three. What is the it? Rock. What is it? Read? The rock, chapter two, verse two and verse three. Set the mind aright. Verse two. Set the mind aright. And Constant, endure, and make not hate in time of trouble. Verse 3. Cleave unto him, and depart not away, that thou mayest be increased at this last end. He said, don't run. He said, if you get hot and on you, don't break out running. He said, don't run. He said, you're going to be tried. How you gonna help others if you break out running? He said, "Don't run when you get when the heat gets turned up on you." Because the servant of Yahweh in Proverbs, he'll knock you down seven times if you death, But I'm gonna get you back up. Don't run when it get hot and heavy on you. Don't run from this word. He's telling you up front. Don't run. Hold your ground. says Yahweh. Let's see what Yahweh said behind that mother. And 
and their cry came up unto Yahweh by reason of the bondage. Verse 24. And Yahweh heard that groaning, and Yahweh remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, Israel. Jacob. Verse 25. And Yahweh looked upon the children of Israel, and Yahweh had respect unto them. You see that? You see that? You see that? See, Yahweh got respect for you when you cry to him. But you know what we do? We go cry to our neighbor. We want to call him, listen, cry to Yahweh, the poor little man. He got respect for you. He said, I like that when you cry to him. Because I'm the one put you in that predicament, and I'm the one going to get you out of it. What got you in that predicament is you sinned against me. And what going to get you out of that You stop sinning against me. Then you cry to him and say, look here, I, I want to be a 319 of Acts. Come on, I'm going to give you 319 of Acts. See, then you got, then you got to be your Acts 319. So, Sarah, I'm coming to wrap it up, Sarah. Now, so now you got to Acts 319. What is that, Mom? The book of Acts, chapter 3, verse 19. Verse 19. 19 reads, Repent you, therefore, and be converted, that your sin may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Right there. He said, he said, for why I come back now, make sure you got your repentance in there. If you ain't got your repentance in there, and, and you know the steps of repentance, if you don't take them steps, then that thing going to remain over your head. What you mean why I said that, Bobby? I ain't saying nothing. Bible said that. Read that, Mother. Give me, give me 9.41 of St. John then. Little Latter-day Saints. Charles said, well, what a precept that that is. This is on 941 of St. John. What did it say about the 941 of St. John? St. John, chapter 9, verse 41. St. John, chapter 9, verse 41, read. Yahweh says unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, we see, therefore your sins remain. Yeah. So, oh, I know that I got to do better, but I don't do better. I can clean out my road. Guess what? Fears remain. So until you take the proper step in repentance and receive that joyful spirit, then that wicked spirit will continue to be on you, and you will sink deeper and deeper in darkness until you repent. If y'all are going to tell Satan, get up off you now, they have done the right thing. But if you don't do that, watch how bitter your spirit gets. Watch how ugly you will get when it's time for you to open the mouth up. Watch what happens. Mark my words with those CRLCs. Hey, come on, daughter, daughter Sarah, what we got? What we got written in Isaiah 54, verse 5 out of verse 17? Because he gives you all that. Isaiah 54. Five out of verse seventeen. Sister Sarah, what's that? What's that talking about? Come on. Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter fifty-four, 
reading verse 5 through 17. Verse 5 reads, For your maker is your husband. The Yahweh of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the righteous one of Israel, the Yahweh of the whole earth shall he be called. Six, for the Yahweh have called you as a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit and a wife of youth. When thou hast when thou waste refused, say the Yahweh. Seven, for a small moment have I forsaken you, so with great mercy will I gather you. Eight, in a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness will I have mercy on you, say the Yahweh, your Redeemer. Nine, for this is as waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I would not have be wroth with you, nor rebuke you. Ten, for the mountains shall depart, and the hills be moved, be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from you. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, say the Yahweh, to have mercy on you. Eleven, O thou afflicted, behold, I will lie thy stones with fair colors, and lie thy foundations with sapphires. Twelve, and I will make you windows of a gate, and thy gates of carbonal. And all thy borders of pleasant stones. Thirteen, and all your children shall be taught of the Yahweh, and great shall be the peace of your children. Fourteen, in righteousness shall thou be established, thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Fifteen, Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against you shall fall for you, thy sake. Shall fall for your sake. 16. Behold, I have created the smith that blow the coils of the fire, in the fire, and that bring forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster. To destroy. Seventeen. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall raise against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Yahweh, and their righteousness is of me, say the Yahweh. Before you read verse 18 and 19, so you see what you have, if you do the right thing in this mighty one, I don't care what kind of plan they got for you, it ain't going to work as long as you got your mighty one up front. But you got to know about your mighty one full ground, and when you get tested, don't break out because you got tested. That's tall mm-hmm. because every time in the Bible, it's going to be tried. Verse 18 and 19, read it. Isaiah 54, stops at 17. Well, give me 18 and 19. 
That's the last. 17 is the last right, verse of 54. Right, okay, cool. Well, give me a precept on that, Dave. Give me, give me a precept. He said, now, this is, I got a covenant of peace with you if you do right. So, there's, there's no 18 and 19 now? Okay, good. So, in Jeremiah chapter 33, I need a precept now. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get on, the WC want me to get on about this December 25th coming up shortly now. So now I'll take care of that after you read that out the way. Now, give me the precept in Jeremiah 33. One down to verse 4, 23 out of verse 26. And Dolly Yahweh, get ready for me. We're going to take care of something in the book of Luke. Chapter early part of Luke in a minute. We'll take a look at something after we find out about this precept. He's saying this is what's going to happen if you come into the covenant of peace. And how you know the covenant, you still got a chance to come to this covenant. We're going to find out right now. Jeremiah 33, 1 down to verse 4, 23, 26. So Sarah, come out. Going to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, reading verses 1 through verse 4, 23 through 26. Verse 1 reads, Moreover, the word of the Yahweh came unto Jeremiah the second time, while he was yet shut up in the court of the prison, saying, Two, let's say the Yahweh, the maker thereof, the Yahweh that formed it to establish it. The Yahweh is his name. Three, call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Four, for thus say the Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel, concerning the houses of, of this city, the families of this city, and concerning the families of the kings of Judah, which are thrown down by the mount and by the sword. Verse 23. Moreover, the word of the Yahweh came to Jeremiah, saying, Considerest thou not what this people have spoken, saying, The two families which the Yahweh have chosen, he have even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. 25. Thus say the Yahweh, if my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinance of heaven and earth. 26. Then will I cast away the seed of Jacob, Israel, and David, my servant, so that I will not take any of his seed to be rulers over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. For I will cause their captivity to return and have mercy on them. Mm-hmm. He said, as long as you see the sun, the moon, the stars out there, that means 12 tribes of Israel, you got to come back. You got an opportunity to come back up under the bond of the covenant with these words. So now, if you look outside and you don't see it, and then you know, and you need to say, right, as long as you know, Stars out there, sun out there, moon out there, then you got an opportunity to repent 
and do the right thing, but you got to know what you're repenting for. You can't say, I repent, I repent, I repent. You don't know what I'm repenting for. You got to know what this book is talking about because y'all made it plain of, hey, daughter, daughter, y'all you made it plain with the precept in Isaiah 35. You know, say, he said something in Isaiah 35, daughter. We can be all we can be all the good we want to be, but he said something in 35 verse 8. Hey, daughter, Yahqua, what he said, he told Isaiah something in 35 verse 8. What did he say? Isaiah chapter 35 verse 8. And an highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of righteousness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wafering man, those fools shall not err therein. So you see what you're saying? So you just take it deep. You just, you know, he said, no fools is going to get here now. Well, 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 well what's the definition of a fool in the, uh, uh, according to the Bible? I mean, you know, some kind of person don't know and don't want to know, you know. But what what he got written that that determines a fool according to the Bible? What he got written? We got to find out. Let's go to um, the twenty-fourth chapter of Luke. So, let's find out the, the biblical definition out of his mouth what a fool is. We're going to find out what a fool is according to what he says. Once you find what he says. Then you got to check him with it. Let's see what he called a fool. Verse 25. 24 to 25 of Luke. Luke chapter 24, verse 25. Then he said unto them, O fool, and slow of mind to believe all that the seer hath spoken. Oh. You see what you saying? So you let you know you ain't getting nowhere. Unless you do what in verse 25? Read that again, daughter. This is Yahweh's son talking. What did he say in verse 25? Then he said unto them, O slow of mind to believe all that the seers have spoken. But, but what kind of way? Acts 15, 15. How are you supposed to believe the seers? How are you supposed to believe them? Let's see the Bible says in Acts 15, 15. Acts chapter 15. Verse 15, Acts 15, mm-hmm. 15. And this is, and and to disagree the words of the seers as it is written. So, you believe in the seers as it is written. So what benefit do you got according to Second Chronicles 2020? What, okay, if I do that, what I got coming? Let's find out. Second Chronicles 20, verse 20. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 20, and it reads, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Yahdah Judah, and ye inhabitants of Yahdah Judah. Believe in the YHWH Yahweh, your YHWH Yahweh, so shall you be established. Believe his seer, so shall you prosper. Hey, that's um, 
me Haggai 113 behind that one. Let's talk about this Haggai 113. Haggai 113. The book of Haggai. Haggai 113. What do you say there, dog? What do you Haggai? H A G G A I. What does that say? Oh, it's real quick. How do you do that? Haggai. H A G G I. Let's see what that say, dog. What does that say, dog? Haggai chapter 1, verse 13. Then say Haggai the Yahweh, YHWH is messenger. And the YHWH is Yahweh's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, said the YHWH, Yahweh. Now, wait a minute. Who, who is Haggai? Who is Haggai? Haggai out of fear. That's Yahweh's message. Amos 3, verse 7. Amos 3, verse 7. Amos. Amos. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely the YHWH Yahweh will do nothing, but he revealed his secrets unto his servants the seer. Mm-hmm. End time prophecy. The end time came. Let's go to 10, verse 7. End time prophecy. John was writing from prison, and John and Angel told John to put this, in, put this, put this down, although it, nobody's going to read it. But somebody's going to read it. What it says in 10 verse 7 in the book of Revelation, in time prophecy. Revelation chapter 10 verse 7. And I went unto the ministering spirit and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up, and it shall make your belly, your belly bitter. Mm-hmm. But it shall yeah, be a good That sounds pretty good, but how about verse 7? Oh, verse 7, Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh ministering spirit, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of the YHWH Yahweh should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants to see us. You see that? So he has declared this message already. Tell you step by step how this thing going to be by the page of the book. You just got to have it in here. He said, I already declared it. I'm already passing down step by step. What to look for, who's going to fall off, who's going to do this, who's going to do this. It's already written. Now, okay, good. You do with that now. Let's go now and take a look at the kept the WCC out, World Council Churches. They won't know about this December 25th. Let, let, let's, see, let's, let's see something about this December 25th, daughter. We go on to Luke chapter 1. Now make it chapter 2. We're going to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to pick it up at verse number, we're going to pick it up at verse number 3. Pick it up at verse 3. Now, we're going to find out about this December 25th. Now, we put a zero in on December 25th and find out exactly, zero to come up, right? December 25th is the only way to find out about December 25th. Let's find out. What is the true meaning of December 25th? We're going to find out right now. We're going to find 
make up. Sing the verse number three. Come on. Luke chapter two, verse three. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. Yeah, keep on reading. Keep on reading. Put on down. Verse four. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the family and lineage of David. Verse 5. And to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. Verse 6. And so it was that. While they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Verse 7, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Mm-hmm. 8, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. 9, and lo, the ministering spirit of the YHWH Yahweh came unto the, upon them, and the glory of the YHWH Yahweh shone round about them, and they were so afraid. Verse 10, and the ministering spirit said unto them, Fear not, for, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. 11, Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is YHWH, the son of YHWH, the father. Verse 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes laying in the manger. Verse 13. And suddenly there was with the ministering spirit a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising YHWH Yahweh and saying, 14, glory and honor to YHWH Yahweh in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Verse 15, and it came to pass as the ministering ministering spirits were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto back and see this thing which has come to pass, which is made known unto us. Verse 16. They came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad, saying, which was told them concerning this child. Verse 18. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Verse 19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her mind. Verse 20, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising YHWH while the father for that it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, 
His name was called YHWH, Yahweh, the son of YHWH, Yahweh, the father, which was so named of the ministering spirit before he was conceived in the womb. Mm-hmm. Now, let's, let's examine some of this right here. Now, now, get ready to do the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, and that's why we get ready to do this on December 25th. Now, we find out in verse 21, this child is less than eight days old. He's less than eight days old. And we find out also this child in verse 12, what did he have on and what, what did he have on December 25th? What, what, what was he wearing? And you shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothing. Clothes. And and what? Lying in a manger. So December twenty fifth, you will find this baby wrapped up in swaddling clothes, and he will be laying in a manger. So you will be able to. He ain't gotta go. He's not gonna be inside now. He's gonna be outside in less than eight days old, laying in swaddling clothes on December twenty fifth. Now just, just just think about it. Those is lips. December now. When this December twenty fifth come up now, you tell me, will any mother have their baby in swaddling clothes? Outside for exhibit on December 25th. Then what you do, you check the weather in Jerusalem and Chicago, and it ain't going to be too much different. We're going to find out that December 25th might not be the right day. So what else is going on in verse 8? Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, even even the shepherd was out December 25th. They was out there laying around on December 25th. Now, I, I want you to make sure you take your, your smart phone, your whatever, on December 25th coming up. And I want to know the weather in Chicago and the weather in Jerusalem on December 25th. And you tell me what's going on. Verse number seven. Verse seven. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I mean, they, they, they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it. Nobody house, nobody motel, hotel, couldn't get nowhere. So she just gonna wrap him up and just lay and put him in swaddling clothes with it. They just stay, they stay well. What it? It was no room in the end. So where did she have his baby at? I wonder where. You know the Bible even tell you even that. Let's go to Psalms of Solomon, there, daughter. Let's find out exactly what what night night now. Now I want you to think that those that WCC World Council Church. I want you to think now. December twenty fifth. You're going to take a, a brand-new baby, and you're going to lay him in a manger with swaddling clothes on. Huh? And you'll be out there exhibit 
on December 25th. That's what you get ready to do, right? That's the day of our Lord Jesus Christ's birthday, according to you, right? WCC, World Council Churches, and you Christians, that's his birthday, right? Let's find out what else. They will, the prophecy out of the mouth of Solomon will tell you something about this right here, about the birth by precept in your Bible. The birth of Yahweh the Son is written in the Bible, and we're going to Psalms of Solomon, chapter 8, and we're picking up verse number 4. 4 and 5, let's see what that does. 4 5. Psalms of Psalms. Psalm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Psalm chapter 7. Chapter 8. Verse 4. Verse Psalm 4. chapter 8, verse 4. What is man that thou art mindful of him? Hold on, 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 hold Psalms of Solomon, Red Pass, Ecclesiastes. Red Pass, um, Proverbs. Songs of Solomon. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Come on, daughter. Come on, that daughter. Bring it on home, daughter. Chapter 8, verse 4. Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 4. I charge you, O daughters of Yahshua Judah, that you stir not up nor awake my love. Until he please. Mm-hmm. Right. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I raised you up under the apple tree. There your mother brought you forth. There she brought you forth that bear you. Ain't that something? You mean, you mean Mary had her baby up on the uh, apple tree? Yeah. So you so I want you I want you to do something else. When December twenty fifth comes, I want you to go look at the, the trees that grow apples in Jerusalem on December twenty fifth. I wanna know what trees that have an apple on December twenty fifth. Apples don't come out on December twenty fifth. The the sun born with the prophecy when and he his mother brought him forward up on a, a apple tree. So when is that? That ain't that ain't December twenty fifth. No. Okay, you see? Now something ain't adding up, but I ain't do, I, I ain't do it yet. Now let's go look up. Hey Mother E, let's go a little further now. Now let's go because now right now you, you look around your community and you see the little, the little pale baby laying out there in the manger, and you see three wise men standing there next to us, lit all up right on December 25th. Everybody's cringing. They're going to be cringing in, in Jerusalem, and they're going to be cringing in Chicago. They're going to be cringing big time, ain't they? Sliding around getting present, ain't you? Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go and find out about these three wise men. We're going to find out. See, me one thing. You got to produce your cause as written. So I know you get ready to celebrate December 25th, the birthday of, and Donna Sarah have me the book of Maccabees, chapter one, had that waiting on me. We're going to find out a little bit more after we take care of 
Moses will take care of those business or he will find a little bit more. But that day might not be properly right. It might not be properly right. I don't know. We'll find out. So, um, Mother, we're going to the book of Matthew now, Mother. We're going to Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse number 1. We're going to look at verse number 2 1. 2 1 and 2 2. Hey, we're going, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Remember the WCC said, We're going to mute Dolly Yapa. She's still talking for tonight. Ain't that something? You see, they do? Why you going to mute Dolly Yapa? She's still talking for tonight. She on mute. Well, oh, what's in the body? You understand one thing? Two or later, you're going to be on mute one day, too, WCC. Uh, two, verse one and two. The book, Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter two, verse one and verse two. Now, when Yahweh was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the day of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Yahweh Judah. Verse 2, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews, king of Judah? Well, we have seen his stars in the east and are come to worship him. Now, see, now, 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 now. They ain't, they ain't even tell you how many wise men for everybody in the Christian religion, they automatically said three wise men. I remember there was a guy in class back in the day. He said, yeah, three wise men. I said, tell you what, when you find three wise men in the Bible being taught, or, 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 or be quiet all the rest of the class. He was quiet for the rest of the class. You, you don't know, it said wise men, it could have been two it could have been two million. It never tell you it was three. Who told you it was three? Christianity, Islam, Judaism. It never told you how many wise men it was. It said wise men. No, huh? you don't know how many. But if you see wise men did, the wise men, what did they do? Let's find a little bit more, mother. We want to find these wise men. What they doing? We, we skip down to verse number, because Herod, the king, had his mouth open. He said, look here, go look for him and, and tell me where he is, and I'll come, but we're going to skip down to verse number eight. Skip down to verse eight. For time's sake, mother. Verse eight. Matthew chapter two, verse eight. And he sent them. Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When, when the wise man came, when the wise man came, according to verse 7, one time they got to find him. They found him in a house 
and he was no longer a baby. He was a what mother? According to verse 8, what was he in when they found him? When, it, when these wise men caught up with, with the son in a house, what was he? According to the, the third line in verse 8, what was he? Okay. A young child. A young child. By the time the, the, the wise men, and they never tell you how many wise men, by the time they caught up with Mary and Joseph in the house, this this young man was a young child. A young child and a, and a baby to this thing. This was a young child in the time they caught up with him. He was a young child, according to verse 8. He wasn't a baby in the manger. Remember, he was a baby in the manger, baby in the manger, baby in the manger, in swaddling clothes. By the time the wise men caught up with him, he was a young child. Mm-hmm. By the time they found him, according to verse 8, it says, and he sent them to Bethlehem. This was the angels did. Go and search digitally for the young child. Mm-hmm. And we you and that's why Harry killed all the babies from one year old to two years old. He killed them all. He wasn't looking for no baby, no manger, because it was a young child. His baby around about a time they, they found him. He was a young child. See that? Now, let's go back, mother, and do one more research on this. Then we're going to find out what he is, he's in the 25th, really talking about. Let's go back to
How how is this really gonna happen? Except you tell me, I, I ain't I ain't laid down with nobody. I ain't never had no man. What's going on? What what's this conversation all about? In the month of June. Yeah, okay. Then what the angel said in thirty five. Verse 35, and the angel answered and said unto her, the righteous spirit shall come upon thee, and and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that righteous thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of Yahweh the Father. So when it's when it's righteous thing be born of you, uh, her conception was in June, and when it's righteous thing be born of you, people be called the son of the Most High. That's what we gonna call him. Joseph ain't, ain't ain't the Most High, so he will be called the son of the Most High. Now, what that supposed hey, to say? What that supposed to mean? He gonna be called the son of the Most High in Saint John five forty three. What that supposed to mean? Put it there in five forty three of Saint. What that supposed to mean? Saint John five forty three. What do you mean by he gonna be called the son of the Most High? What that supposed to mean? Five forty three of Saint John. Going to the book of Saint John, chapter five, verse forty three. Book of Saint John, chapter five. Verse 43. Verse 43 reads, I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he can't come in his father's name. And that was the angel said he will be called by, uh, he will be the son of the most high. So what is the Father's name? The Father's name is Jesus? The Father's name is Jehovah? What is the Father's name? It's the four letters. So that's why he called Yahweh the Son. Because the angel said, what you going to name him? Because he is of the Mosaic. And St. John 5, 4, 3, he said, he came in my Father's name. So when he came, he came in his Father's name. So what's the Father's name? Jesus? No, wasn't no J back in them days. Matter of fact, that language didn't even exist. A, a daughter, that language, a daughter Sarah, that, that language didn't, didn't exist in St. John 19, verse 20. Let's see, did, did it, that language English even exist? Let's see, say in St. John 19, 20. Let's see, do we have an English language, period? St. John 19, 20, what it says to Going to the book of St. John, chapter 19, verse 20 reads. This title then reads, Many of the Yada Judah, for the place where Yahweh the son was crucified, was nigh to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Now, you go look up Hebrew, Greek, or Latin today and see in it, James. Or Jesus in there. Go look right now. Go and check your computer. And at the time of Yahweh the Son's birth, all the way to up to 96 AD, the language that was spoken in that area was Hebrew, 
Latin and Greek. He knew Greek and Latin. And guess what? If you look into Hebrew, Greek, or Latin, they don't have no name called Jesus in it. So that Jesus is a brand new name that came way, way in the 1500s, 16 to 17, we got the letter J. You ain't got this, this name called Jesus, the newest name on the block. Jesus. And then you got people saying, you can't be saved but in the name of Jesus. Man, that's the newest name on the, on the block, Jesus. That name didn't exist. English wasn't even thought about until 449 A.D. It became an official language in 1382. So those that got Jesus and Jehovah, you out all the everywhere. Jesus and Jehovah. That didn't even exist. Matter of fact, Jehovah is a watered down word, covers up why he doesn't exist. Now, we got to get a precept on that. Let's get an eyewitness on what's his name. We're going to get an eyewitness now. We're getting an eyewitness now with a precept. Yeah. If you're going to believe the precept, we'll find out. So, let's go to. Um, Matthew 16, 13. Now, we're going to get a precept. Let's see what his name is by an eyewitness. An eyewitness is going to tell you what his name is because he's going to ask him something. We're going to find out something in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 13, and we'll read down until we get our point. So, Sarah, what does it say? Going to the book of Matthew, reading verse 13 on down. Book of Matthew, chapter 16, starting at verse 13. 13 reads, When Yahweh the Son came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippe, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? 14. And they said, Some say that you are John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the seers. Fifteen. He say unto them, For whom say you that I am? Sixteen. And Simeon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Yahweh the Son of the living Yahweh. Seventeen. Thou are Yahweh the Son of the living Yahweh the Father. Right there. It is right there. It is right there. He asked Peter. He said, all right, Peter. Everybody got me, did that number. But who do you say I am, Peter? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Yahweh the Son of the living Yahweh the Father. That's who you is. So that's who you're out with. Who is, who is this guy you call Jesus Christ our Lord? Peter just told you. This, this guy named is Yahweh the Son. Remember, it was no English to 449. It wasn't even thought about. The Bible was closed in 96 AD. It was no English in 96 AD going back to 4004. So that Lord God, Jesus, and Allah, that don't cut it. It's time to wake up out of that foolishness. That's why we tell you in 2 
Corinthians 11, verse 6, I might be ruled and seek, but not according to knowledge. It's time to break away from that foolishness. If you're doing anything in the name of Jehovah or Jesus, you're out of order everywhere. It didn't even exist. It didn't even exist. Peter says, you are Yahweh the son. It was no English in this timeline right here. It wasn't no English. English wasn't even thought about the 449 A.D. It became official language in 1382. All manuscripts were closed in 96 A.D. And the language that was spoken, according to St. John 1920, was Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. And now one of them have no Jesus in it because there wasn't no J until the 15, 16, 17, 20. So listen, you got to get away from that foolishness. No salvation on the line. Everybody come in contact with you, salvation's on the line. If you don't, if you let that book stop with you, you will destroy yourself and everybody come in contact with you. And remember what Mother read in that 941 of St. John. She said, you ain't got no sins you don't know, but now you know, and you continue to do the Lord God and Jesus and the Jehovah and the Allah, then your sins are made. That's when the clock starts ticking on you, because you know better. You just want to continue to do not good. Yeah. I might be rude to speak, but not according to not. We're trying to save your soul, because you ain't getting to where you want to get unless you take the four letters with you. Look up into Hebrew, Latin, or Greek today and see if anybody named Jesus. You don't find anybody named no Jesus or Jehovah. But you tell your pastor, this is this is pastor. I'm getting my tithe free with all my domain. So why are we calling this man Jehovah and Jesus and these words that need exist? at the time of these men and women brought the paper. Why is he doing this? I donate my time to you. I try to be on the committee board. I try to get you all everywhere I can. But you got me going to the bottom of the lake of and you going for me. Get about that photo to with that Lord God and Jesus and Jehovah. It didn't even exist. Got it, sir. All right. So we got that out the way. So now let's go and find out and it's December 25th. So we find out that my mother, if you, if you, if your conception comes in June, what time, if, if, if you get pregnant in June, what time is that baby scheduled to be? How many months do a baby, you got to carry a baby anyway? Unless the baby is three months. How many months did I tell regular birth mother? Mother, how many months? Nine. Nine months. Okay. Nine. Say a woman got pregnant in June. So I'm pregnant. Hey, Grandma, I'm pregnant. So when would you be expecting this baby to be delivered, mother? If it, if it got pregnant in June, you went to this, they, they, they went, you went to a party and messed around and got pregnant at that party. Okay, good. And that was in June. So when or what month are you expecting that baby to be coming? March. If you got the green mother? March. 
in Mars. And guess what? That's when the apple tree starts to grow. That's when the apple tree is going to be growing in Jerusalem. So that's why upon the apple tree, thy mother had you. Why? Because in Mars, it's time for the apple to start blossom. Ain't nobody, ain't no apple growing in Jerusalem in December the 25th. But something did happen in December the 25th. And now we go on down out. Now we go on down out. Well, what happened? Well, why are we doing December the 25th? What? Well, then we got to go back to the Bible. We're going to find out about something terrible. We're going to find out. We're going to go books that were taken from here in 1885. We're going to find out what happened on December the 25th. We're going to find out right now. How about that? Go to first Maccabees chapter 1 there, darling. Sarah. Let's find out what happened on December. What was going on in December 25th? And what year did it start? We're going to find out. We're going to go and see the Bible says. December 25th. What was going on in December 25th? Back in the days that we can read. Remember, it's all about what we can read. We're going to the first chapter there, darling. A book of, and we're going to pick it up around about first number. Let's just look at verse 41, 42, just get warmed up. Let's, say, let's get warmed up in first Maccabees chapter 1, verse 41 and 42. Let's go get warmed up for a minute. Come on. Going to the book of Mac, first Maccabees chapter 1, reading verse 41 and verse 42. 41. Moreover, King Antonius wrote to his whole kingdom that all should be one people. 42. And everyone should leave, should leave his laws so all the nations agree accordingly to the commandment of the king. Mm-hmm. Now look at that. Look, look at the king say. Look at it. everybody, everybody over here, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. I don't care what y'all been doing. I'm I'm the big boss here now. Y'all put everything you got down. Forget your law. Your laws don't count no more. Get down verse 49. And verse 49. To the end, they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. Mm-hmm. Whoever so would not do according to the commandments of the king, he said, he should die. Hey, that's right. See that? He's threatening. <laughs> hey, look at Sarah. He's he, he, he threatening. You look here. Forget all about that, that Bible. Forget all about what you know. And threaten him. Look here. And threaten him. He said, if you keep that law or you keep that law, you're a dead man, dead woman. Hmm. Yeah. Now, let's go down a little further now. Let's find out what else, now, what else he did now. He got, he, he, he was on something. Let's see, we'll keep on reading down. Let's read down to 54. I won't, I won't stop on 54 and do a little talking about 54. 51 out of verse 54. See one. In the self-same manner wrote he to his whole kingdom and appointed overseers over all the people commanding the cities of Yadah Judah to sacrifice city by city. 52. 
Then many of the people were gathered unto them, to wit, every one that forsook the law, and so they committed evils in the land. 53. And drove the Israelites into secret places, even wheresoever they could flee for secure. 54. Now the 15th day of the month in the... Castle. In the hundred forty and fifth year, they set up the abomination of desolation upon the altar and built idol altars throughout the cities of Yada Judah on every side. Now, let's stay here for a minute, there, brother, for a minute. It's kind of what's going on here now. It says, now on the 15th day, of the of the month, the fifteenth day of the month Kavlo in the hundred and forty fifth year. So a hundred and forty one hundred and forty five BC. So something going on in a hundred and forty five BC. So this started a hundred and forty five BC. Now let's see what happened on hundred and forty five BC. They set up abomination of desolation on the altar and built up idols throughout the cities of Judah on every side. So now we got a timeline, daughter. This happened in 145 B.C. So write that down. 145 B.C. That's like about 145 years before the sun even came to the earth. Uh, 145 B.C. This will happen. So what else, what else you're doing in 145 B.C. and 55? What else you do, daughter? 55, what else you do? Verse 55. And burn incense at the doors of their houses and in the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 56. And when they had rent in pieces the books of the law which they found, they burnt them with fire. Now, and, and, and they found, hold on, hold on. So when they, if they found anybody was reading any kind of book of the law, they burnt them up and burnt you up too. So now they burnt them all the books. They were giving them books. So for us to make this thing work, we gotta, we gotta uh, take your books away from you. Like like right now, you know, like your preacher today, he tell you uh. You don't need no book past 66 books. Why you'll never know the story either? You'll never know this story when we do get to read St. John chapter 10 in a minute if you'll know this. See, Mr. Preacher, you've been you've been doing people's wrong. If they don't know this story, then how are they gonna know the story when we get to St. John chapter 10 then? You gotta have the foundation. Hey Molly, what do we say in eleven verse three? Of the book of Psalms, mother. Hey, mother, what does it say in 11 verse 3 of Psalms? Mother, book of Psalms, chapter 11, verse 3. Yes. The book of Psalms, chapter 11, verse 3. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
I'm trying to see pages is sticking together. Psalm chapter 11, verse 3. Read. Psalm chapter 11, verse 3. Read. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So, you can mean all the world, all the world good. You might mean good. You might mean, it's a lot of good Christians, they mean good. But they've been duped, and they pastor will not stop duping them. You got to hear them that pastor when this pastor. Now, you know, I've been a faithful, loyal member for many years. My family, we all been up into this. Jehovah Witness and Jairi and Nisi stuff and Lord God and Jesus keeping Sunday. But you know that's wrong. So why we continue doing this? I'm detaining my time. We will offer my donation, donate my time in the ministry. And you know this is not right. Why don't you have a foundation of what really happened on December 25th? It's not our Lord Jesus Christ's birthday on December 25th. He wasn't wrapped in no manger and no swallowed clothes on December 25th. Because I'm going to wait for December 25th coming. I'm going to call. I'm going to ask my phone, what's the weather in Jerusalem? And you tell me, with any mother have they baby wrapped up in swallowed clothes, sad, less than mm-hmm. eight days old, and swallowed clothes, and the weather that's going to be talked about in December 25th. If a mother have a baby outside in this kind of weather, they're going to jail. They're going to jail. And not only going to jail, you might want to bring big luck in and, and, and have lucky to buy the red and the red in for doing such a thing. They're going to take your baby from you and put you in jail. You have a baby outside December 25th. Come on. This baby out here for exhibit. And in in, in in Jerusalem, now you call the battle what the world is going to be. You wish to be something to come. And then you call over there and you see what the world is. And you tell me what any mother had a baby outside, December the 25th, wrapped up in some toilet clothes. They're going to jail. And luck they going to bite you in your end when they catch you in jail. No. Hell, luck is going inside the prison and bite you in your tail. But doing such a weird old thing. How about the baby born in the main of December 25th? No. If you get pregnant in June, the sixth month, it takes nine months to have a baby. That baby wasn't no primo. That baby went the whole nine months. Baby wasn't no primo. All right, good. Now, so now we find out now here. About and and remember tomorrow night lesson, we're gonna take a look at this um these trees that you be dealing with all these trees and stuff. Go and get this tree and all that. You take care tomorrow night lesson. You take care tomorrow. So stay tuned. That's edition called Thursday this block. Now, so we find out now on the we now we know what year. 145 B.C., they set up abomination of, of desolation, and they burned up all your books and told you better not even talk about your books no more. Read verse 57 again, though. 
out of Sarah. I'm sorry, what did you say? 57. 57. 57. Yeah, five. Hallelujah. Matthew 1, 5, mm-hmm. Okay. First Maccabees chapter 1, verse 7 reads, And whatsoever was found with any of the books of the Testament, or if any consented to the law, the king's commandment was that they should put him to death. Mm-hmm. 58. 58. Thus did they by their authority unto the Israelites every month to as many as were found in the city. Okay, 59. Now, take your time now. Take your time, daughter. 59. 59. Now the five and twentieth day of the month they did sacrifice upon the idol altar which was upon the altar of Yahweh. Wait a minute. On the five and the twenty day of the month, what what is five plus twenty? How, how many is that, dog? Five. The twenty fifth of the month. The twenty fifth of the month. Twenty fifth. Do you know what Caslo means in English? December. So this would have happened December the 25th. So now you know what happened on December the 25th. Now this would happen on December the 25th, starting in 145 B.C. So what happened December the 25th is, is letting you know when it started and this what they did. This is the true history of December 25th. What they do in verse 29, 59 again, what they do in 59, oh, verse 59. This is the true meaning of December 25th. Verse 59. Verse 59 reads, Now the five of the month of December, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of Yahweh. They sacrificed. They've done everything. They've done everything contrary. So the true meaning of December the 25th, if you get ready to get cranked up, that was the day that the descendants of Esau translated today as the white man and the white woman taking over power. Maybe forget all about their book and that day started 145 B.C. On December 25th, they brought kids in. They sacrificed and done everything on that day of December 25th. So there go your the start of December 25th. Not good. Now we got the start of it now. So what did the people do on December 25th? The one that, what they do in verse 53? And now, now look, now look, now, now here's where you're your your grandmama, your mother, your cousins. Let's see what they did in history on December 25th. What they do? Think um, of the verse number 62. Let's 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 wipe our eyes a little bit. So 62, 3, and 64. What is that? Sarah. 
and four. Going to First Maccabees chapter one, reading sixty two through sixty four. Sixty two reads How be it many in Israel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat any unclean thing. Sixty three. Wherefore they chose rather to die, that they might not be defiled with meat, and that they might not profane the righteous covenant, so then they died. Sixty four. And there was a very great wrath upon Israel. Yeah. And, and and chose not to do what? I'm fifty nine. So children of your grandmother, your granddaddy, live back in the uh, one forty five BC. On that December twenty fifth. We'll read verse fifty nine again. Fifty nine. Read. Now the five and twentieth day of the month. They did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of Yahweh. See, that's what they did. So, December 25th, they got busy. What happened verse 6 and 61? What if they do? What, what if you tell Esau and his five sons, the other nations did, upon the day of leadership? Translate the day as the white man and the white woman. What did, what did they do in verse 60 and 61? Now, 62. 60 to 62, what happened? Verse 60 reads, At which time, according to the commandment, they put to death certain women that had caused their children to be circumcised. See one. And they hanged the infants about their necks and rifled their houses and slew them that had circumcised them. Sixty-two. Howbeit, many in Israel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat any unclean things. Sixty-three. Wherefore they chose. So you see, one forty-five BC. Let's go to Jesus twenty-fifth. They put a law in in Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and We gonna we gonna have some hogs that day. We're going to have a whole big battle for the hogs. And they said, we'd rather die to eat your hogs. We ain't eating you on your hogs. You might want to kill us. And you got you got big religion today. That's the Catholic Church. That's January the 1st. They said, you, we, will eat, we will eat all the hogs we can put our mouth on. See that? But your, your family, your family of old, rather die to eat unclean food. And now we just go hook, line, and sinker on unclean food. Do you know the, the hog got a trichinosis worm inside him that be moving even if he's dead? Do you know if you cut a piece of hog and put on, on a hot car to burn the tank and then worms will come out of it with the hot sun, worms will snap that meat? Imagine you get inside your body. What? That's why you got to go always got to see Doc Cook. He told you over there, leave the king's meat alone. Once you leave the king's meat alone, 90 days. Once you leave the king's meat 90 days alone, leave it chicken, cow, and hog alone for 90 days. And then watch yourself. 90 days. 60 days. 
leave it on for 90 days. Just eat green food, according to uh, the mother. And 131 of Genesis, can you help those see out for a minute? 131 of Genesis, what it says. So, Sarah, I meet, I meet you in the fourth chapter of the same book. Hey, mother, what it says in um, Genesis 131? Look at Genesis, chapter 1, verse 31. Genesis, chapter 1, verse 31, read. And Yahweh saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So everything he made was good. Do we research on that child and chicken see who made that? Do your research. Once you go in and take your computer and ask, or ask that old, that song, hey, hey, where did this chicken come from? Did then our Lord Jesus Christ make the chicken? And ask him, who makes that cow too? There's another thing you do. Why don't you find out who, what some cows and chickens and hogs feed today? What they feed today? You, you'd be surprised what they feed your hogs, chickens, and cows today. They're not feeding them the, the, the stuff that coming in your neighborhood is the right stuff. Do you know if they feed the cows, the chicken, and the hogs today? Why don't you check it out and find out? Say, what what is y'all feeding these chicken, hogs, and cows? And then you'll find out why you got so many trouble, high blood pressure, problems in the belly, problems everywhere, because you won't leave the kids in the alone. And you be, you'll be surprised what they feed the chicken, the hogs, and the cows. You'll be surprised when they see what they eat today. Your daughter ain't feeding them what they pull to have. But you will be eating in no way, children in there. Chicken hog, chicken hog, or cow. Because everything he made was good. And you're going to find out. Mother, read verse 30. What is it saying, verse 30? Genesis 1, verse 30. Genesis chapter 1, verse 30. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fire of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein that is life, I have given every green herd therein me, and it was so. So, if you eat green food on the ground for 30 days, green food, green food, Green food will cleanse out your system. Green food for 90 days. 90 days, eat just green food. Let me tell you something. Another thing, once you get to 90 days out there, whatever, I'm telling you, what the Israelites had a lot. Israelites had a lot. Wherever they went, they had black eyed peas plants. A lot of black eyed peas and wild milk. A lot of them got guessing, push that stuff on down the road. Black eyed peas and wild milk. For 90 days, won't you try? How much money you how much money you been giving, doctor? Won't you try 90 days and leave the king's meat alone for 90 days? Leave the chicken, hogs, and cow alone for 90 days. Then look back at yourself. I'm tell you what you're going to see. What's the WCC? What, what are we going to see if we... And we don't eat the king's meat for 90 days. Okay, Mo, let's show what, what, what's going to happen, Mo. What's it going to look like, hey, Mo? If you leave the king's meat 
I'm off for 90 days. And the book of Daniel, mother. Let's find out something, mother. In the book of Daniel, for the WCC, what up, Council Church? They don't know what, what, what do they, what will happen if you leave the kings, leave alone. We find out. We go to the book of Daniel and see what happens. Chapter 1, mother. We want to find out what happens if you leave the kings, leave if you read kings, you leave the law for 10 days, what happens? Let's see what happened, mother. If you leave the kings, you leave the And let's see. Verse 14. Sorry, verse 14, mother. Uncle Daniel, chapter 1, verse 14. The book of Daniel, chapter 1, verse 14. So he consents to them in this matter and prove them 10 days. Okay. What is 14? Verse 15. And at the end of 10 days, their continents appeared fair and fat, fat, fatter and flourished in all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Verse 16. Then therefore took away the portion of their meat and their wine that they should drink and gave them pause. That means they gave them fruits and vegetables. They said, okay, God, God, you mean 10 days, in 10 days you look the water eat that chicken, hog, and cow, and the water that didn't eat chicken, hog, and cow, he's a God, dog. You see the difference in 10 days. But imagine you do three months. Imagine if you did three months of not eating the king's meat. You didn't eat, you didn't eat no Chinese food. You're not eating no uh, shrimp, lobster, catfish. For 10 days. For three, for 42 to three months. Well, you'd be surprised that you can take Doc Cook off your feed dial. You don't flush all that garbage out your system. That according to Leviticus chapter 11, folks never had it in it. You see? But imagine you go on 90 days, eat green food, drink green, bring water, and do at least, so I would in your chair and do five minutes of exercise. Try five minutes. Try five minutes. Then build up your hour in your chair. You'd be surprised on how you're looking 90 days. That if you make a start and put the king's knee down, don't tell your pastor to put some big black hands on it and pray over it, it's going to be all right. It ain't going to be all right. How we know that? Hey, mother, give me a precept how we know that. Give me Job chapter 14, verse 4. How we know that? How we know that? If you can't pray over no hall and, and now you need it. Let's see what Ishikar's boy said in 14 verse 4. 14 verse 4, mother, and Job. What do you say, mother? The book of Job, chapter 14, 
verse 4. The book of Job, chapter 14, verse 4. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Oh, but your topic and pray over it and you can eat it. It's because, boy, Job said, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Not one. Mm-hmm. Look at the latter day thing. Here, you got a piece up on that. You mean Sarah 30 verse 4, mother. Get a, a lot of big faith out of Utah precept. 30 verse 4 of Sarah. Precept. That's the game changer. Precept your Bible. Take the game still down when you precept. 30 verse 4. Book of Sarah chapter 30 verse 4. Sarah chapter 30 verse 4. So he, his father, Sirach chapter 30, verse 4. No, yep. his father died, yet he is in thousand. Look at the real chapter. That's 30, verse 4. Look at the real chapter. Sirach 30, verse 4. Chapter 30. Sirach 30, verse 4. No, his father died, yet he hold is. On, hold on, man. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I'm all over the place. Let me, let me, let me see what it's now. That day what we want. 30. Hmm. I'm all over. I'm Of an unclean thing, what can he cleanse? And from that thing, which is false, what truth can come? So, if it's unclean, ain't nothing you can do about it. You can't make it clean if if it's unclean. Just like December 25th, it, you got it for one thing, but it's told this in the Bible. You can find out some more. Let's go back to that Maccabees for time's sake now. Let's get some more of this December 25th now. Now, we're back to Maccabees chapter, in the fourth chapter now. So now we're in the fourth chapter. Remember, the foundation be destroyed. What can you do? We're going to talk about this December 25th. Now, if you're a preacher, mess around and get the tape, be a, have a Christmas tree, and all that stuff in it, and then you out where his gift at, then you know one thing. He don't, he don't fly right. So, Sarah, let's find out some more about December 25th. Now, now, let me read, let me read, um, 52 to 54, just to get warmed up real quick. Let's read, let's read the fourth chapter of Maccabees, chapter 54. 52, down to 54. I'm going to read that for a minute. Just get, get, get warmed up. First Maccabees 4, 52, 53, and 54. What does it say? What does it say? Go on to the book of First Maccabees, chapter 4, reading verse 52 to 54. 52 reads, Now on the five and twentieth day of the nine months, which is called the month of Kaslu, 
in the 148th year, they rose up. Be times in the morning, 53, and offer sacrifice according to the law upon the new altar of burnt offering, which they had made. 54, look at what time and what day the heathen had profaned it. Even in the even in that was it dedicated with songs and scythons and hearts and symbols. Yes, you know what I'm saying? They say now, this is in 158. So, so that thing they had going for three years, 145, 148. So they got they got back in control of everything three years on that same day. December 25th, three years later, they got pulled to their back, pulled to their property, and, and what did they do? Not as bad as what they did, and how they, and what happened? Back up to verse number 23 down to verse 25. Book of First Maccabees, chapter 4. Reading verse 22 down to 25. 22. They fled everyone into the land of strangers. 23. Then Yada Judah returned to spoil the tent, for they got much gold and silver and blue silk and purple of the sea and great riches. 24. After this, they went home and sung a song of thanksgiving and praised the Yahweh in heaven because it was good, because his mercy endured forever. 25. Thus Israel had a great deliverance that day. Oh, yeah, what day? What day? Get down 33. What, 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 what was going on, daughter? They had a great deliverance. Israel had a great deliverance that day. What was going on? 33. 83, cast them down with the sword of them that love you, and let all those that know your name praise you with thanksgiving. 34, so they joined battle, and there were slain of the host of Lysus, about 5,000 men. Even before them were they slain. 35. Now when Lysias saw his army put to flight and the manliness of Yadah Judah's soldiers and how they were ready either to live or die violently, he went to into Antochia and gathered together a company of strangers and having made his army greater than it was he he purposed to come again into Yada Judah. Thirty six. Then said Yada Judah and his brothers, Behold, our enemies are discomfited. Let us go uh-huh. up to cleanse. Let us go up to cleanse and dedicate the sanctuary. Thirty uh-huh. seven. Upon this, all the hosts assembled themselves together 
and went up into Mount Sion. Yada Judah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30, 38. And when they saw the sanctuary desolate and the altar profane and the gates burned up and the shrubs growing in the court as in a forest or in one of the mountains, yea, and the priest's chambers pulled down, 39, they rent their clothes and made great limitation and cast ashes upon their heads. And fell down flat to the ground upon their faces and blew an alarm with the trumpets and cried toward the heaven. 41. Then Yada Judah appointed certain men to fight against those that were in the fortress until he had cleansed the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. 42. So he chose priests a blameless conversation so as so as have pleasure in the law. 43. Who cleansed the sanctuary, the temple, and bear out the defiled stones into the unclean place. Mm-hmm. 44. And when, as they consulted, what to do with the altar of burnt offerings, which was profane. 45. They thought it best to pull it down. At least it should be a reproach to them, because the heathen had defiled it. Wherefore, they pulled it down. 46. And laid up the stones in the mountain of the jungle, and the covenant in a convenient place, until there should come a a seer to show what should be done with them. Ain't that something? You see that? Hold on. You got the victory. They, they buffed their heads Ran he saw them five songs and left the nation out the land. They went back in the temple and got all that garbage about the temple and they got everything. Now they held up their power physically. And they said, Well, you know what we gotta do now? We got to wait for the seer get over here and show us what to do now. We on bust ahead and that's one of the greatest mysteries on understanding your Bible today. You got to wait until the seer show you your way according to what's written. You see what they did? In 148 BC, the heathens, the nations, I had the temple doing all that great stuff. It started in 140 on December 25th. They say, we're going to clean them out. We're going to bust their heads real good. Now, in verse 46, now let's wait on a seer to come and show us what we got to do. You see that? And that's how it goes today. If you want to do today, why don't you find what it is? He's going to direct you to the elders, the mothers, mothers, elders, the teachers, and show you what you got to do today. See, but you'll pay off no never mind. That's on you. So now we did all this. Now remember, this is three years later. On that same day, December 25th, three years later, they got back control of their temple. Let's see what they're doing now on December 25th. What do they say they're going to do now on December 25th? Three years later on the exact same day, 47. 47. Then they took whole stones according to the law and built a new altar according to the former. 48. And made up the sanctuary, the temple, 
and the things that were within the temple, and hollowed the court. 49. They made also new righteous vessels, and unto the temple they brought the candlestick and the altar of burnt offerings, and of incense, and the table. 50. And upon the altar they burned incense, and the lamps that were upon the candlestick they, light, they lighted, that they might give light in the temple. 51. Furthermore, they set the loaves upon the table and spread out the veils and finished all the work which they had begun to make. 52. Now on the five and twentieth day of the nine months, of the ninth month, which is called the month of Kaslut, December, in the hundred forty and eighth year, they rose up three times in the morning, 53, and offered sacrifice according to the law upon the new altar of burnt offerings which they had made. 54, look at what time and what day the heathen had profaned it. Even in that was it dedicated with songs and cytherins and harps and cymbals. Yes. Then all the people fell upon their faces, worshiping and praising the Yahweh of heaven, who had given them good success. 56. And so they kept the dedication of the altar eight days, and offer burnt offerings with gladness and sacrifices, sacrifice the sacrifice of deliverance and praise. Mm, so, they, so, they, so they kept this deliverance on December 25th. Three years later, they said, we're going to keep up on December 25th, but this is a dedication for us whooping Esau and them out of the land. So the true meaning of December 25th that the children of Israel will be keeping is the remembrance of how your fathers and mothers retained the temple back on the 17th day three years later. That is the true meaning of December 25th. You lost it in 145 B.C. Yahweh gave you the victory three years later on December 25th. And then they said they're going to keep this day for eight days. And what happened next? 57. 57. They decked also the forefront of the temple with crowns of gold and with shields. And the gates of the chambers they renewed and hanged doors upon them. 58. 58. Thus was there very great gladness among the people. For that, the reproach of the heathen was put away. Now, listen real carefully, National Listen real carefully, 59, National Audience. Listen real carefully what they said to do on December 25th forever. Listen what the history says you will be doing on December 25th. 59. 59. Moreover, Yadah Judah and his brothers, with the whole congregation of Israel, ordained that the days of the dedication of the altar should be kept 
and their season from year to year by the space of eight days from the five and twentieth day of the month of December with mirth and gladness. Eight days. You hear that, Sister Sarah? So you see what the true meaning of December 25th is to the children of Israel. You're supposed to keep it eight days, but it's a remembrance of you regaining your freedom back. It is you taking the temple back from Esau and five sons. They was eating hogs. They was beating you up. Yahweh gave you a great deliverance. It ain't got nothing to do with no Santa Claus and no shopping for uh, clothing and buying gifts and passing around. This is a a remembrance of you getting the victory. You keep it for eight days of you whooping Esau and fire from. They don't turn this thing upside down on you. Now they got Santa Claus in it, passing gifts, flying around on, on, on sleds and going down some chimneys. They have to see the whole world on the true meaning of December 25th. And your pastor is not helping you at all. Tell your pastor, listen, pastor, I'm going to give you my time. Give you my free will off and donate. Why is we doing something that the Bible ain't got nothing to do with? December 25th. 